Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of The Outside Looking In. This is Joe Tutu Show. And I am outside. happened and the date today is uh june ah, june what the hell july 17th that's how few and far between episodes and that's kind of sad right now, a lot of things have happened uh, since then well, a lot of things but it's been so far so good uh i'm happy to report again like i said i got this show, and uh, it was great to get at least a couple of years of, uh, of uh, retro, because uh, the I got that check, uh, it was the uh, Tuesday Night Massacre, credit cards were being burned, the smell was so so delicious, of burning burning plastic, uh, <laughs> it, it, I was having a little ceremonial bonfire somewhere a couple of blocks away, after, after I had cut them and stuff like that, it was not good enough just to put them through the shredder. I wanted to, I, I, I wanted to see them burn. So, <laughs> so that was a pretty good thing. And uh, the All Star game uh, game has just come and gone at this day. And oh Jesus again! If people haven't heard that right now, we're having a problem with something called the Delta variant of COVID. So it's making its way around America, you know, like a, like a damn music tour, and uh, that's not uh, very helpful right now. And because of it, uh, you know, we started dropping a lot of restrictions and people started getting together and uh, 30% of the country still isn't vaccinated because they just don't want to be. Uh, so, uh, and, and uh, the All-Star Game now is being treated as possibly a one of those uh, super spreader events because at this uh, date that I'm speaking to you, even Aaron Judge of the Yankees came up positive, and they're wondering whether he's infected half the Boston Red Sox. And I talk about talk about playing dirty. Okay, I mean, hey, we can't beat them, so we got to give them all COVID. Oh man, that's fucked up. You know, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, so it, it, it's one of those things. So that's where we are with that. Uh, been out a little bit. Uh, we're hoping to travel because, like I said, I'm going absolutely, you know, bat nuts here. Yeah, in, in Tampa, uh, things have opened. You know, I could possibly go to things here, but, you know, back to about being disabled. It's also the fact I can't walk anywhere. My legs are gone. Uh, I had to buy a walker, kind of type that you got to have the, the the things to sit down on. And uh, it's it's been a thing. So uh, walking, I'm just, but I am planning some serious trips. Yeah, you know, finally. So uh, I just I just wanted to touch upon that. And my dear wife is coming back from the store. She was just in Marshalls. And we are now headed up to the JCPenney and Citrus Park, which absolutely none of you know what, what the hell I'm talking about. But when we return, when I get to the parking lot at, uh, at Citrus Park, uh, we'll be uh, touching upon baseball and some other things that are going on. All right. So uh, stay tuned, too. Outside looking, and this is Joe Nunez. Hey, everybody, this is Joe Choo Choo. Oh, my goodness, today 
I've been making a whole bunch of commercials and I've been making commercials for a couple of eateries and stuff like that. They're my favorites. They're absolutely my favorites. And I'm going to continue with uh, the place I love to go when it's not three o'clock and it's not eight o'clock. Okay. As in most eateries in Tampa, but 24 hours a day, the place to go to is Joe's Diner. That's right. Florida and Fowler. Oh my Lord. All right, this is 24 hours of deliciousness, okay? And they serve alcohol. They got nice drinks over there it's just as well, okay? It's 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 a great place. Uh, Mr. Hassan has, has, has built a, a truly New York icon complete with subway signs, neon lights. Um, oh, my God, the food is awesome. Finally, I got... Some proper shrimp and grits there. Okay, I know people out there saying, eh, I make the best chicken grits. Okay, fine. You let me know where you are because I do want people to call into this show. You tell me where your shrimp and grits are, okay, and I'll come eat them. All right, because that's a, that's a dish that I've learned to eat here. Didn't know anything about grits properly till I came down to Florida. And the first place I am at was none other than Waffle House. Okay, and I had them with the sausage and the eggs and the cheese. Yo, I my eyes were like, oh, uh, uh, really? We've been eating farina up up north all this time. That's cream of wheat, and we eat it sweet. You know, so it's a sugary thing for me. I've been eating that since I was a little kid, but to eat buttery, salty. Something kind of like Farina was an eye opener for me, and uh, these guys they they did. Uh, I've I've gone to a couple other places that I'm not even going to mention because it's that bad. All right, but these people did me, did me righteous, and um, I am so appreciative. And the food is I'm telling you, the food is awesome. I'm going to have to see though if they make a proper egg cream. They have it on the menu there, but I'm going to have to look to see if they do it properly. Okay, let's we'll see. Let's see just how much Brooklyn there is in this place. <laughs> uh, Mr. Hassan is from uh, uh, New York himself. Oh my God, I'm trying to remember what um, trying to remember what particular part of the of the city he he's from. I, I can't think of it offhand. I, I'm very sure he's also Queens as well. But anyway, the point be uh, and that'll be for the next uh, restaurant. Uh, that for the next ah yeah next restaurant commercial really. Uh, but believe me. It's two o'clock in the morning. You're hungry. You're thinking about a burger. You're thinking about something fresh and you definitely not thinking about Denny's. Okay. Joe's diner. As they say in Marvel. Enough said. This is Joe Choo Choo. And uh, like I said, I hope you go there. I hope you keep listening to my podcast, and we'll be right back. Thank you for listening. Hey, folks, this is Joe Chuchu, and uh, I want to take this little time out to uh, thanks to folks at a wonderful eatery. Okay, I'm talking about the combined folks at both Foodies and Mama's Kitchen. Foodies located on Hanley Road and Hillsboro. Ah, excellent, excellent Greek diner style food, New York diner style, the way I like it. 
Okay, great coffee, strong coffee, and everything that you would expect from a diner back in the good old Northeast. Foodies is uh, open in the morning till about 8 o'clock, which is uh, pretty good, uh, considering all the different <laughs> places that close. And their uh, sister kitchen, which is Mama's Family Kitchen. That's right, on Bush and Florida, owned by the same family, run by two brothers and a mama. And it's, uh, again, Mama's Kitchen's open till 3 o'clock. Okay, food is just as good, just as excellent, coffee just as strong. I'm telling you, if you ever get a chance to go eat at either one of these places, you, you, oh man, you are doing yourself a great service. It's a treat, okay? Anything, and it's not just specialties, it's a lot of different things. And I understand that the Mama's Kitchen has introduced some craft burgers that sound really yummy. And... Uh, wow, both places. What I like to get most is the skillet. The California skillet uh, with avocado and Swiss cheese with cheddar cheese. <gasps> uh, I'm telling you, I'm just getting hungry thinking about it. And they also have something called the Tampa Benny Eggs Benedict. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's all wonderful. Both places. Foodies. Mama's Kitchen. Can't go wrong. All right. You find yourself any anywhere near those places you need to go eat there. Okay, and again, I thank Nico, I thank Costa, all right, my buddies, Yazoo, Efcaristo, all right, so y'all try those places out, okay, Joe Choo Choo, tell them Joe Choo Choo sent you, <laughs> take care. Hey everybody, welcome back to Outside Looking In. This is Joe Choo Choo, and I am catching up on so much stuff over here. I'll try to see if good old Season 3, Episode 5 comes out to be any good. Uh, <laughs> I put together a couple of personal commercials for the places I like the best, and uh, services that have happened to me over the past uh, few months. Uh, well, actually, the past few weeks, I think I did something here, published out on the 7th, some stuff. So here I'm going to add more stuff. So uh, first thing I want to talk about is that uh, just recently, this past Monday through Thursday, we went to Wilmington, North Carolina. And we went there to visit a dear friend uh, from a long, long time, one of Wanda's co-workers over in... Um, D'Agostino's back in the day, uh, Genova, and she lives over there, the bucolic life, literally the bucolic life in uh, North Carolina. Wilmington's not a small, it, no, what am I going to say? It's a small town, it is really. Um, it's a port city. It's on Cape Fear, so if anybody's looking around at what the hell Cape Fear is, is that's where Wilmington and Jacksonville, a lot of you actually may even know it a lot better if you're in the armed services, as the specific town we had gone to was Jacksonville, North Carolina, about mm, 50 miles due east up the coast of North Carolina, from Wilmington, North Carolina, and Jacksonville is the home of Camp Lejeune. That's right. Boot camp for Marines. If you're a Marine, right now you're going, <gasps> you know, so 
It's it's it, and and believe me, the, the Jacksonville, North Carolina, does not exist except for Camp Lejeune. All right, you know, and Lejeune is huge. We're talking about you know a a, a practice area the size of Manhattan or maybe a little larger. This is no joke. This is the real deal. All right, a lot of American taxpayer dollars is maintaining that huge, you know, uh, that huge base there. So and the economy of the city right next to it. You know, sometimes that's why when you close forts and stuff like that, it's a tough deal on the surrounding economy. I'm not going to lie to you. All right. So uh, you got to be careful. People thinking about getting rid of your forts and stuff like that. I'd rather be seeing them turned into homeless shelters or something useful. I'd rather not see them completely decommissioned and closed down. I mean, even shelters, stuff like that. So it's it's a tough deal. But uh, Jacksonville is there, and it's a cute little town. There's really not anything hardly to see in Jacksonville. You actually like to go to the beaches nearby. Topsail Island is nearby. Uh, what else did we see? Emerald Isle. Uh, kind of reminds you of something you would see out Long Island or, you know, those out islands where only a little little uh, bridge goes over. Uh, like in Long Island and stuff like that. Yeah, they have a lot of those. And, you know, North Carolina is full of that in the Outer Banks. And so you would expect to be going to little beaches like that. And that's where you find all the nice stuff. Uh, but uh, going back to um, going back to Wilmington, Wilmington is, uh, I don't remember how much it said. I had the paper here. You know, one of those maps of of your little town drawn out with all the businesses on the corners and stuff like that yeah it's one of those geez wilmington you're gonna have to look it up folks i, I figure if it has maybe forty thousand fifty thousand people it's too much all right downtown is nothing however their little strip of downtown is quite cute uh market street and then along the long street front street of course by the waterfront uh, kind of reminds me of Smith Street in Brooklyn. All right, only that this is two-way traffic on this street. That's how tight it is. But it's some something, eh, something comparable. Tightness and the type of stores tighter than what you would see in Florida. Florida, you see a little more open. Even the main streets with the with the nice. Uh, it, it's different. Florida looks different. These downtowns look different. This looks a little more northern. You know, a little more brick. Let's just say a little more brick than what Florida is used to in their downtowns. Okay, that's, that's, especially since Florida works a heck of a lot in uh, concrete uh, block more than that you would see brick. So to see all the way uh, Wilmington, North Carolina have a decent amount of red brick buildings in their downtown is, uh, it's a nice, it, it, it's cute. It, it, it really is. Uh, we only had time to go to a couple of things. And uh, so I chose, of course, the uh, one thing that I figured our guest, well, the person we went to visit, they're into horror movies and stuff like that. So if you're going to see one of a whole bunch of things in Wilmington, North Carolina, a quick three buck uh, admission gets you into the Museum of the Bazaar. Uh, so think of kind of uh, Dr. Demento or... Oh, what's this guy who's on Boston TV? Uh, I can't remember his name now. Uh, or, or back in the day when when we had those uh, Fright Fest type 
uh, hosts and stuff like that. Well, this guy has a whole bunch of little oddities for some movie props. Uh, some of them are, you know, the, the Ripley's Believe It or Not type fake stuff, you know, you have to suspend disbelief. Listen, for three bucks, if it was like 10 bucks, I'd, no, but for three bucks, it, it, it brought in a steady amount of people. It's an air conditioned joint, you know, and you just walk around this really large room to all kinds of different artifacts that are, that are around. Uh, it was all right. You know what I mean? You, you could get around the whole thing like in about 40 minutes. Uh, and then I decided to take a long, 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 long walk over to all the way to the other end of the town to the railroad, the Wilmington Railroad Museum. Uh, it seems that they were basically one of the main stops on what was called the Atlantic Coast Railroad. And a lot of service from pretty much that Wilmington area. Oh, I'd say they were pretty much a Carolina to Florida type railroad. It went in as far as Alabama. So it went pretty much some of the interior uh, routes went pretty far. Um, but it was uh, there was a lot of heavy work around. And that's what it is, the Atlantic Coast Railway. Uh and they had, you know, the perfunctory shirts and they had a caboose and, and strangely enough out, out on their lawn. It's a bit, it's a warehouse. So you can walk around a warehouse. So there's a lot of interesting things, a lot of train stuff, a lot of stuff from the 90s. You got to see an old switchboard, uh, how they were used. And it, it was for the, for the, um, what well, I think a senior. The admission is 10 bucks, but you get to see a, an outfitted caboose. It's out on a track there. And so is the, uh, the locomotive engine is out on a track there as well. Um, it, it was, uh, it, it was, I'd say it was nice. It was a nice walk around. I got a t-shirt from there. Okay. Local for locos. Uh, I, in fact, I got to go and I was stupid. I should have done it there. But now I'm going to go back on the website of theirs, which I believe would be Wilmington Railroad Museum, WRM, uh, dot com and or dot org and uh, get another T-shirt for my buddy Harry. So that that's uh, that I should have done that there. And I, I was stupid. I should. Anyway, I'm going to I'm going to fix it and make it right. So Wilmington is, is, is real nice. Now, the super thing to see in Wilmington, North Carolina after, you know, the, the ladies can go shopping and stuff like that. If you want to leave them lost in, in on Front Street all day, then you and, like, I wouldn't say kitty kitties, but, like, the tweens that would be interested in something like this. And we missed it because I know that, well, first of all, I could not possibly go up. It, uh, I couldn't possibly go onto this exhibit because of my disability. So uh, I would say... That, uh, the big thing to go see there is the battleship North Carolina. At one time, possibly the most powerful battleship put together for its time when it was first, uh, when it was first put out there. Uh, so that's, that's, that's something to see. Like, oh yeah, that's something to see. Okay, if you got a day that you're not beaching or something, or it's an over, like we were, it was an overcast day with a decent breeze, but you just don't want to go to the beach. Yeah, sure, you know, head over to the battleship. I think that that would be a cool thing to do. 
So uh, that that's uh, pretty much uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. Being up and down North Carolina, usually a lot of the same usual f food eateries. Uh, it was funny the night that we arrived. We arrived around eleven o'clock and. Or no, worse. We arrived around nine o'clock and we were lucky that we found a, a Denny's open in the last hour, stuff like that. But that was a mistake. Don't go to a Denny's when they're ready to close because that was like the most uninspired insip insipid food. You know, I got a salad, a house salad, and my wife got a, a grilled cheese sandwich that was just like, what? Yeah. So, um, it, listen, yeah. Even, you know, North Carolina was pretty cute. It was all right. Nothing to go back there for me anytime soon because it was a pretty long drive. That Oh, that was the thing about the whole, uh, the whole thing was the drive there and back. Accidents on 95. The weather, the lightning storms. What was supposed to be about a 10 and a half hour trip. Well, that's... I figured it would, at least with our eating and pissing and whatever other stops we made, that we would probably end up doing 12 hours. Well, 12 to 13 was just about right. You, know, you end up rushing at the end. You don't even care about the gas mileage anymore. So, that listen, folks, I-95 still is not the road to take. I don't care what part of 95. Don't be on 95 if you can, if you can pretty much avoid it. I know that when we go up to New York, since we go to Pennsylvania a lot uh, to stop over, we pretty much uh, head up. Uh, we go up uh, seventy-seven. We go, we do the whole we do the whole thing. We take three hundred one to ninety-five, then we go on twenty-six to Columbia, then at Columbia we get on seventy-seven to Charlotte, past Charlotte into almost into Virginia, and then we pick up 81. 81 goes all the way north, all the way to Pennsylvania. And uh, from there, we can go to Harrisburg, we can go to Scranton, we can go to Middletown, we can go anywhere upstate we want to. And if we just don't feel like it, then we get just come up, uh, hit 80 and head back toward, you know, head back toward uh, uh, from Middletown. Well, I figure it'd be about an hour to the city. You know, an hour at two hours because you got to do Scranton to Middletown and that's an hour. No, that's not. It's not that long. What am I talking about? Uh, Port Jervis. Yeah, Scranton's about an hour. Port Jervis is 20. Um, and then you just keep going into the city. But at least you miss like $17 or more now worth of tolls. And then um, uh, you get to listen. You just get there with a lot less hassle. So if we're going to meet all our buddies early in um, Jersey and in Pennsylvania, that's the way I'd rather do it. Head up that way, visit everybody there, then head into the city, chill out there for a while, but not make my way back and forth from Jersey to Pennsylvania because that has gotten ridiculous. Now they're talking, you know, $15 a pop on the on the Holland Tunnel, shit like that. No, 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 not doing that. So, uh it was it's i'm going to be talking in the next segment about travel uh other places that we're hoping to to do and uh some of them already booked so that's another commercial <laughs> booking.com oh that yeah that'll be another that's the last thing about it is funny how these segments just get keep on getting stretched and stretched like uh i will in my uh, one of my commercial segments, in fact, right, right after this, it'll be a little commercial for uh, booking.com.
So I'll, I'll save it for that. So right now what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a break right here. And I'm going to tell you folks to stay tuned to Outside Looking In. This is Joe Choo Choo. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Outside Looking In. This is Joe Choo Choo. And uh, catching up on some stuff that uh, we're doing this uh, week. Uh, I've been uh, checking on this week, especially baseball. Today I met my friend Nelson, which I'm hoping again to still, you know, get him back on the podcast somehow. Uh, again, uh, the technology has uh, kind of escaped me. I hope that things will get better uh, as the, uh, the year goes on. And uh, however, today, uh, what we're at July 25th. Uh, things are going okay for one people and not going so great for other people. I will tell you that as of this uh, particular um, episode, uh, Tampa Bay is tied for first place with Boston. And they're kind of just leaving everybody in the dust, which is sad for the Yankees. Uh, today, the Yankees... Uh, suffered an ignominious defeat at the hands of the Boston Red Sox, 5-4, to four, after being no hit for f- six innings by Domingo Herman. Uh, Boone pulls him after he gives up finally his first hit of the day, pulls him, and then the bullpen totally implodes, and they lose the game 5-4. to four. And this coincides with the fact that I taught Nelson how to put MLB TV on his telephone. All right. Because he was mad that he he is saying, oh, I'm going to divorce my wife. She making me come out here and, and to the mall when I went, could be home and watching a no hitter uh, and stuff like that. And not only that, the past few days, other pitchers have been like taking no hitters tonight inning. And. For him to watch me sit down, first, my Mets come make a comeback and win their game 5-4 to four against the Toronto Blue Jays, which was actually extremely helpful to the Yankees because they're the ones who are fighting for that third and fourth spot in the American League East. Uh, thanks to a Alonzo home run and a uh, pinch hit McNeil double, uh, we were able to beat Toronto. And uh, even though we're still putting the pitching staff together with uh, bailing wire and spit and scotch tape, now I think Walker is out. Uh, Luckily, Rich Hill gave us a yeoman uh, day today, the newest uh, addition. I think there's going to be a couple of more guys that end up being Mets before the week is over because the uh, draft is not the draft. The draft has happened. No, the draft happened. The bat, the baseball draft happened. The basketball draft is about to happen. But um, uh, the the trade deadline is fast upon us, and several people. In fact, today's big blockbuster was that the Pirates traded one of their two All Stars, Adam Frazier, the second baseman, to. The San Diego Padres. Like, if that team wasn't tough enough, they still have a fantastic lineup, but I still think that their pitching could be had. But right now, I can't talk any smack whatsoever because the Met pitching situation is, like, dire. So I can't talk. But the Yankees are pretty much cooked. Their lineup isn't really hitting. Their pitching is a disaster. 
Uh, and, and now with this nonsense, I don't know if I touched upon it uh, earlier in the back in the saddle about uh, baseball cracking down on pitchers' spin rates with sticky substances and stuff like that, uh, effectively directing, and especially got as somebody like a Garrett Cole of the Yankees who has seen his uh, performance quite affected. Uh, so they're looking, they're looking into a lot of things, a lot of things. It's, just, it's not looking good, looking way better for the Rays. They just keep chugging, chugging, chugging along. And if you didn't, uh, uh, hear about it in your regular news feeds, uh, they acquired of all people to acquire, they acquired Nelson Cruz, who is only a DH. That's all he is. Okay, so he is an automatic fixture in the lineup against righties and lefties. But to be honest with you, he has better n numbers than any Ray at all. Better than Austin Meadows, better than, than anybody there. So, uh, yeah, they're adding, they're adding quite the power threat. I'd say that's a decently power-laden lineup. Enough. G-Man Choi, uh, Cruz, uh, you get Brandon Lau when he, when, when, when he you know, when he decides to, yeah, uh, Rosarena, you got people. Now, Zanino, when he doesn't hit for average, we know that actually he can hit bombs. So it's, you know, it's a, it's what we always see the Rays be, not a powerful team, just one that keeps on, keeps on keeping on. So it, it, it's like that. And um, the Cubs looks like they're sunk. They're ready to be sellers. The entire National League East is like... Nobody knows what's happening there. That's why the Mets managed to be in first place, although they're, like I say, the absolute worst of the best. Uh, Boston being a surprise team. The biggest surprise, though, in baseball is the San, the San Francisco Giants leading the majors in home runs and uh, having great pitching. They're actually matching, at this point, the L.A. Dodgers toe-for-toe, toe, the three of them, San Diego, L.A., San Francisco, the whole California uh, uh, triangle there. They, they're, they're kicking everybody else's ass and taking names. We were very lucky that the Mets did decently in their, uh, home and away against San Diego. But now in August, the Mets are going to be playing, uh, the seven against San Francisco, the seven against, uh, LA back to back. And then they also got to play the rest of the month, 14 more games against all against the AL East. And I think they get to play Miami six times. And Atlanta, right now they're going to play Atlanta five times. So that's a problem. Okay, so I don't know where they're going to be on August 31st. I don't. It's one of those, you know. So that's uh, that's the baseball recap. I can't think. Of anything else that would be of, of any tantamount importance, we have to just hope and pray. And one thing that Terry Rays, I'll tell you, they've been pretty injury free. All right, so that's that that has helped the Rays immensely. Not like the Mets and the Yankees. The Yankees have enough injuries, and the Mets are just like decimated. So it, it's been it's been all miracles all, all season long. Just about for everybody, it's been all miracles. You know, and then we're waiting to see what this, this, this guy, oh my God, Shohei Otani of the California Angels, Japanese player. He's already at this point, what, I think he has 34 home runs with like 65 RBI or something like that. 
he bats second, so he doesn't get that many RBIs. But uh, it's just ridiculous. We see this guy hit 60 home runs. This place is going to go bonkers. But right now, we're sick and tired of hearing about the Bolts. They won their championship. They won the hockey NHL championship. Uh, defeating the New York Islanders along the way, but the final... Uh, uh, they were up against the Montreal Canadiens of all people. Holy shit, the Yankees of uh, of hockey. And they beat them. And now everybody is tuned to Tom Brady. Can he come back and can we repeat? And somehow they managed to buy back almost the entire team. So it is a true repeat. Repeat a personal, repeat everything. Can we do it again? And that's what we're waiting on. So... Uh, and on a side note, the Milwaukee Bucks won the championship over the Phoenix Suns in basketball. Who cares? And that will be the, that with this segment of um, Outside Looking In. This is Joe Choo Choo, and we'll be right back after the break. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Outside Looking In. This is Joe Choo Choo. I want to take this moment to uh, do a commercial for a couple of people that have been very helpful, especially in the last couple of weeks. Uh, If I hadn't mentioned it before, not only did I get disability, but they also dumped Medicare on my lap. So uh, I want to thank uh, Frankie Montes of Aetna Insurance. He came to the house and explained to me that what I had was better than anything that he could possibly offer. Now, what insurance agent does lack that, that, you know, that he tells you, listen, stick to what you got. My MTA plan is pretty good. And uh, especially since the Medicare Advantage really didn't have anything plus to give me in particular, especially th- this nonsense with the hearing aids, which is uh, seems to be a big thing in insurance that uh, they, they don't want to pay, I guess, because they figure everybody goes deaf faster than they lose their teeth or they lose their eyesight. So that's that's what they figured out. So, uh, you know, they only want to give like five hundred dollars every three years. And uh, hearing aids are like two, three thousand dollars. So it's it's quite the expense. I mean, you're lucky if let's say you get the five hundred and then you get, you know, use a credit card that has no uh, insurance for, you know, I mean, no interest for 18 months or you get care credit or something like that. And uh, at that point, you'd be doing pretty well, I guess. Uh, you'd be able to pay them off just like I paid uh, uh, eyewear and and stuff like that. So that's not a bad thing. So the fact that he came, explained to me what were the bits and pieces of how Medicare D and how Medicare this and that are uh, uh, pretty much work. Uh, I'm in pretty good shape. All I have to do now is just really kind of call all the doctors, tell them I'm on Medicare. They'll tell me which one's yes, which one's no. And, uh, and, um, I'll be, I'll be good to go. They're telling me I'm good to go. So, um, I will, uh, hopefully be dealing with that. And, uh, I like, again, I'd like to thank, uh, Mr. Montez for his, uh, experience and, uh, his, uh, uh, his honesty. Really, that was the best part that, you know, telling me, listen, stay where you are. Okay. I, I, he works in individual policies. You know, when you're in a group policy and that's something that I guess all of our, uh, 
uh, union members should remember, you know, it, uh, things are cheaper as a group. So if you're in a group, stay in that group. Okay, a lot of the stuff that is going on with uh, Medicare, Medicare Advantage and all that stuff, that's kind of for individuals that somehow their jobs were not able to uh, take care of them. So at this point, it's another reason to be thankful for uh, being a union member. All right, I don't care what they say. TW Local 100 is giving me everything I have. All right, so I'm doing okay. I'm happy. That's all I got. That's really it. That's Those are the words. I'm happy. All right. So I want to thank again, Mr. Montes, and we'll be right back after, again, uh, probably another message on top of this commercial. <laughs> All right. So thank you. God bless. And uh, keep listening to Outside Looking In. This is Joe Choo Choo. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Outside Looking In. This is Joe Choo Choo uh, doing a little episode here because uh, a couple of days ago, uh, this past Saturday, we went out to St. Petersburg and did another thing that I managed to find some cool thing to do in the newspaper with things to do. Kind of rare, few and far between, but we try. And uh, a couple of months ago, we went up to the Grove, the off of I-75 near Wesley Chapel, and uh, we saw a uh, light show against the screen. It wasn't a, a sky show per se, per se, per se. So it, it was pretty cool. You know, we brought, we actually took Azariah and his friend Anthony to that. Uh, that was, boy, that's some time ago now. And uh, what well, we did this past Saturday, again, we went to St. Petersburg, and uh, we saw a light drone show brought to you by Duke Energy, which was roundly booed the minute that that drone said, you know, presented to you by Duke Energy, and everybody's going boo. Now, of course, anybody who's in the know isn't in the know here. I have to mansplain this one, it is because Duke Energy was ran by Rick Scott, who is now one of your illustrious senators. So that's how. Uh, that's why that happened. Um, but the drone show itself, we were really far away. We were unprepared, totally and completely. I thought I had kind of the thing figured out, and I really, really, really should have done a little more research. But, hey, listen, you burn to learn. And uh, I was driving up and down Central Avenue all day. Uh, got myself a taste of what um, St. Peter's, uh, downtown St. Petersburg traffic can look like. Central Avenue, to be honest with you, if I was the kind of guy that uh, was running transportation there, I would probably turn Central Avenue into something like the Fulton Street Mall, where only buses and uh, delivery vehicles are allowed down up and down central avenue and really open up first avenue north and first avenue south to some major traffic in other words everybody travels the central avenue district while uh you know on the outside at least until you get as far as the uh, as far as the highway Okay, then maybe you could uh, bring back central avenue to regular traffic but super downtown that avenue really really could be best utilized as a walkway i mean if new york city can screw broadway the way it did you know and, and pull it and well pull it off <laughs> pull it off that's kind of like uh how can i say in the eye of the beholder but if uh 
If New York can do it, then uh, St. Pete could probably give it a try, you know, and, and see how that works. It would probably even, I would say, to increase the foot traffic, which I thought was pretty strong. And uh, let's not let's not even go to the point that I just think that St. Petersburg's got its act together better than Tampa does. All right. Downtown St. Petersburg feels like a downtown city to me. Downtown Tampa does not you know, except for that little strip on or around the Hickson Park, uh, I don't, I don't see the foot traffic. I don't see the life. All right, I think St. Petersburg is just by far a better place to hang. And if you had the money, to be honest, yeah, I, I, if I hit the lotto tomorrow, I'd move to St. Petersburg. Let me just put it to that way. If I hit the lotto tomorrow, if money is no object, you know, I tell Wanda here, pick a condo, pick something. All right, because this is where we're coming. <laughs> so that that's that's what I have to say about St. Petersburg and, and, and Tampa. Um, we went to see the drone show. It was almost 40 minutes late. All right, so that means it's typical for Florida. They tell you something starts at 9 o'clock. Make sure you arrive around 930. Um but the drones coming out of Vinoy Park, that was really, they're just like rising up. Man, we were really far away because we were, we were at the beginning of the pier. So we're already on the, on the street. We're on the waterfront there. I, I keep forgetting what particular, that little, they call it Spa Beach or whatever, uh, whatever that little piece there. Okay, so that was that, and we were far, I'd say we were at least a solid, from the lights, we were at least a solid quarter mile. Um, the light show was pretty much shown to the folks that were having the party over in the in the pier. I know the cop told me uh, kind of early, oh, well, just follow the people as far as you can. Uh, I did not have chairs uh, that again, like I said, I was kind of unprepared. And I've been trying to keep the chairs away from the uh, car unless I know I'm going to picnic or something. I've been trying to declutter the car. So I'm not carrying the camp chairs anymore. So the best thing I could do is make sure that I, if I'm going to be doing as, something as incredibly stupid as I did last uh, Saturday is that for sure I'm definitely going to take the walker. And uh, that way I have somewhere to sit because that was what the problem. I sat on a curb for the first time in I don't know how many years, you know, like some kid sitting on a, on, on a, on a street curb to watch the show. And <laughs> that was pretty funny in itself. Uh, and it was kind of hot. Wanda was ready to quit. She was, we were already up, standing up, ready to walk away when the drone show finally started around 935. Yeah, it was about 15 minutes. Like I said, it was pretty good. Had some interesting things, you know, a lot of uh, flashing. Uh, hey, listen, it's the future, I think, if people really, 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 really uh, start uh, little by little. I, I can't understand where it's not going to replace fireworks for a lot of shows, you know. So it, it, it was uh, well programmed. And uh, sadly, Elon Musk also says that it's the future of war. But uh, because you can program them to be an exact an exact spot anywhere in the world, you know, the GPS, anywhere that the drone can be, uh, you can put it there. Uh, so that's uh, that outstanding thing. They did a bird. The bird was the biggest thing. It was like almost like, I, I don't know, 
bird of paradise or at least it attempted a bird of paradise but the wingspan was really large i figured the wingspan had to be like 100 feet across or something like that and and the people who down at the pier that they had a dj and a party and a whole thing going on and those are the people who got the best uh the best deal out of it uh so i'm i'm you know as it was meant to be uh next time i'll learn I'll either we'll either bring some kind of you know now that we bought that eighty dollar like sun thing or whatever it is that that we got there a uh, little tent and get to use that a little bit more just learn how to carry stuff a little bit better that's all uh, I can sling that over my back it's not a problem I'm not that weak yet so um, and uh, take a couple of chairs in other words just learn how to do things a little bit better and also get to places earlier. Uh, I didn't know about the Central Avenue trolley. I did not know about the downtown looper. I didn't know anything about that. I thought I was going to use that. But I also noticed that basically, you know, like Manhattan traffic, if the buses are going the same place the cars are, then why are you going to be stuck on a bus? Uh, might as well be stuck in your own car in the air conditioning, which is what happened uh, on the way into the parking lot and on the way out of the parking lot, which was interesting. The Sundial parking lot in downtown St. Petersburg. Nice big place and very modern, but uh, also it seems to be the only centrally located parking lot down there. Uh, smaller parking lots are kind of hard to find. The 717 Company Corporation that does parking lots down there. Not easy to find. Everything's on the honor system, so that means they have some guy coming around checking to either you have tickets on your window or that your spot has time on it. All right, they'll check. They'll see the number in the spot. They'll look at the machine. Machine prints out probably a computer pro, you know. Okay, these are all the, you know, the, these are all the, you know, uh, I guess it, the, some of them that have 10 minutes and or less, you know, left. Those are the ones that you got to start watching to give them tickets or whatever. Anyway, that's the way they do things down, down there. And, and it was a pretty uh, crowded parking lot. The workers were trying the best. And this was $5 event parking. All right, so that's why everybody was going down there like crazy. Was for I did not know what the rules were for handicap parking out on the street, so I did not try to chance it by having the car parked in some place for five bucks. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cry now about that, uh, and you know have it even towed from a handicap spot. That would be a little weird. So that's why I didn't chance it. So that was basically it. With we find out that uh, downtown St. Petersburg is pretty crowded, man. It's, it's almost like a downtown Brooklyn, I, they, honestly. With the park there and everything, if there wasn't a water on the other side, I would have thought I was in Cadman Plaza or something like that, you know. So it, 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 it like I said, St. Petersburg is St. Petersburg. Uh, another plus about the trip that I'd like to add the last uh, five minutes to here uh, so I can wrap up this entire episode and publish the whole thing all in one shot is uh, a shout out to Tiffany waitress at uh, Bodega. Bodega is a eatery spot on Central Avenue. I thought I was, you know, kind of closer to downtown, but I'm, I wasn't. I'm out. It was out by 13th Street. 13th Street Central Avenue, okay, Bodega, with the St. Pete uh, uh, address, and I understand it also has a Tampa address, I bet you I've probably passed the damn thing a billion times, 
uh, I think it's on Nebraska Avenue, but I will find out. And folks, even if I don't, please do. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. Menus a little is limited. Smart move. Do five things right instead of 15 things badly. Okay, so what they do is I guess they're doing a whole bunch of uh, lechon, a whole bunch of pollo asado. They have their sides as rice, black beans, and maduros of uh, only like six sides that they have. And the other stuff is like, you know, the usual. The, but uh, what other meat? They had something called tempe. I'm sorry, folks. I, I didn't do my... I did not do my research at the moment. I have no idea what tempe is. Uh, I will get back to you on that. That is my bad. So, um, and then also uh, they had something. Oh, they had a vegetarian plate, even though I don't know what the hell that would entail. I didn't know. I couldn't read. I don't remember the sides much. I should have taken a paper on them. That was that was dumb. I would know. I don't know. I was just kind of like. I was just so tired of getting around places and stuff like that that I, I didn't take a menu. I didn't take anything. I, I'm, I'm such a horrible investigative reporter. It, it's ridiculous. However, I will tell you this. They have sandwiches. They have five different types of sandwiches. Well, they have a lechon. They have a cubano. They have a couple of things. All right. Uh, I will tell you this. Food is awesome. And you would think that on Central Avenue that it was going to be like $20 a plate or something like that. The Cuban sandwich was $9. But I will tell you that it is a large sized um, a large sized sandwich. It is a wide sandwich, which is something you sometimes don't see. Sometimes these people with Cuban breads, you know, they'll be nice and long, but the thing looks like uh, like you're eating a two-inch pipe, you know what I mean? I didn't care for that too much. So, what we have here is a good bread that is uh, flattened out, man. It, it, it does a solid almost five inches across. Okay. And, and your solid foot long. The ingredients are excellent. Again, like a lot of places, I wish they would use the, the brown mustard instead of the yellow mustard, but hell, mustard is mustard. They do add mayo, which we tell them not to put on there. Uh, and uh, we taste it. The lechon was excellent. Ham, the whole thing. Pickles, nine yards, the whole nine yards. Excellent, 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 worth the money. However, I will tell you this much. For a lousy dollar more, you get a plate. I got the lechon plate, the lechon, a nice serving of rice and black beans and about five, six pieces of maduros. Okay. My wife wished the maduros were cut a little on the long side instead of just the chunks that they were kind of, you know, they didn't bother. They didn't, they didn't bother to, to slice them that quickly. So, uh, but they were fine. Cooked fine. Rice cooked well. As we say in Spanish, I'm over a little bit, a little mushy, which is, you know, par for the course. It was great. I don't like beans. I'm not really a bean eater. I like my wife's beans because she makes an excellent, excellent, excellent sauce. All right. And the beans, you know, she uses pink beans, not kidney beans. Kidney beans I'll tolerate in like chili. Otherwise, I'm not a bean eater. I'm going to tell you that these people's black beans are 
awesome. I ate every last beat. Every single one. There was not no survivors. There were no sadly to say there were no survivors. Uh lightly uh uh everybody uses cilantro and lime. These people decided to ease up on the cilantro and be a little tastier with the lime. Uh, and it was excellent choice. And I told them so. Excellent choice. You know, don't don't need to, to have that bite of the cilantro in everything. Okay. The uh, lechon, again, lightly, ever so lightly with the cilantro and ever so lightly with the lime and onions cooked in there, caramelized onions cooked into the lechon. And it was, and it was a healthy portrait too. Healthy portrait. 10 bucks, man. I was happy as heck. Drinks, they got the Mexican cola, which, yeah, I've already seen a couple of articles where they say that the Mexican cola is better than regular Coke. It's sweeter. It has more caramel flavor to it. That's what I, if you like the caramel, then that's what it has. Mexican and, and Spanish, like the Spanish Fantas and stuff like that. They're, they're different. They all taste different than the American version. It, it, it's always like that. Um, so I got to tell you, like I said, place does five things well instead of doing two things badly. And that was the phone falling over. But uh, I highly recommend Bodega. I haven't been to any of the other places. And I hope that someday I just want to be able to walk along Central Avenue, just chill, not really have anything really to do. We did the pier already, you know, a pier's a pier's a pier with, uh, you know, fancy restaurants on it that I would not sit down and have drinks on in. I would, but, you know, I just, you know, I'd rather be walking around. So unless I'm going to decide to sit down and have drinks at a bar i don't think the pier would be the place i would do it but it's beautiful though it's all beautiful don't ever think that i'm telling you don't go there all right please please do uh it's the saint petersburg pier again like i say something that tampa really just doesn't have (coughs) excuse me (coughs) excuse me and uh it was uh it was a nice outing i mean it has ups and downs uh, you know me and Wanda got in the exercise that we lack every time we don't go to a gym. We put in, I believe, 6,000 steps that day each. Yeah, we both passed 6,000 steps that day. All right. So that's uh, and, and that's on top of driving around with the car uh, up and down, up and down, up and down. So uh, hopefully the next time I read something that's something cool to do and I, I, we're headed down the same P, I am going to... Uh, uh, plan it out a little better, especially we have some folks coming from up north down here to stay over for a week. We're going to pick them up and they're going to hang out. We're probably going to head over there. Also, I want people to know that that Central Avenue trolley that they're talking about, uh, uh, don't know the prices, whatever, that thing goes all the way out to St. Pete Beach, goes out to Pasigro. Okay. I'm impressed. Okay, that's like us having the Rockaway uh, uh, buses from Queens, all right? But this is from downtown St. Petersburg. You can go all the way from the pier out to the beach, all right, and come back. I think that is an awesome idea, awesome idea. Folks, as an ex-New York City subway conductor, remember, I've seen people get on whole families, noisy families, coming down on the... D train at uh, 
Bedford Park Boulevard with their shopping cart, having a cooler and all the accoutrements of uh, beach day, all in the uh, one or two, maybe, if, you, if you're so ambitious and large enough family, to have two shopping carts full of crap coming down the stairs in a subway and taking the D train. And mind you that the trip from Bedford Park Boulevard to Coney Island, Stillwell Avenue, is a hearty one hour and 26 minutes. Okay, so if you're the type of person that gets on the thing early in the morning, endures the hour and a half trip, goes to the beach, and then all burned out and tired and everything all wrapped up again in, in your little uh, uh, shopping carts and make the trip all the way back, hour and a half, to the Bronx, okay? We know what this is like. So for you guys to have this Central Avenue trolley is actually a really good thing. So I hope that it's I hope it's heavily used. I really do. I really, really, really do. I, I, I you know that I'm a fan of transportation that you know I really feel that both Tampa and St. Pete should get their, their crap together when it comes to transportation in the, their cities. Uh, but um, so far, so good. That day <laughs> we survived that day. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. Listen, we're on the 20 minute mark here and uh, I am going to stop blabbering about how nice uh, St. Petersburg is and how nice that day was and how good the food was. So, uh I'm going to take a little break here and uh y'all take a little break as well and please come on back and listen in to Outside Looking In. This is the Cho Choo Choo Show. <laughs> 